0: Hi, everyone. This is Jordan with the Space Social Podcast. And today I am joined by Tia Titus. How are you, Tia? Hello. I'm doing so good. I'm I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. We're happy to have you. So Tia is a self-made businesswoman who lives in Fort Worth, Texas with her husband and puppy, Charlie. And what is your puppy?
1: Oh, she's the cutest golden retriever in the whole world. A golden retriever. Yes. I love that.
0: <laughs> so she has successfully launched one brand and has one on the way through her new company, Small Business Supply Co. Her mission is to provide small business owners across the world with free, with free valuable content to help their businesses grow and succeed. She also created a line of shipping supplies with small business owners in mind. She believes that community is always better than competition, so right now she's focusing on building a supportive, collaborative, small business community. Tia, welcome! Thanks, thanks for having me. So I want to tell everyone how how Tia has come to be here. So I actually found Tia from her recently viral TikTok video and I shot my shot and
1: <laughs> here she is <laughs> I'm so glad you shot your shot I saw that Instagram DM and I like panicked, Absolutely panicked. I'm so sorry. So I was like somebody wants me to be on a podcast is the craziest thing ever but well, I'm so excited yeah. I'm just so glad that you even considered me to be on here well so I usually have
0: service-based um service-based providers on my podcast as guests. And I think you're actually the first product-based uh, business owner. So I am really excited to have you because I've never had a product-based business owner on here before. Yay! Well, look so, at that. That's so fun. Yes. So I, I really liked your video. Do you want to talk about the video So and how the success and the response has been before we get into what you do? Yeah, or you can talk course. about what you do, and because it's in the video.
1: Yeah, so that's basically what the video is. It is explaining uh, kind of the backstory about how my husband and I came up with Small Business of FICO, how we started it, and. Um, just kind of the story behind that, and before posting that video, I actually researched viral videos, so I just watched a ton of viral videos and I took notes. That sounds so nerdy, but I did. I took no, notes on it's them. Good. You're a businesswoman,
0: yes, yeah, you is gotta what do, do what do. <laughs> you gotta do. Honestly,
1: you can't just hope for a viral video. <laughs> no, so I was taking notes, um, mainly mainly notes on the hook. So the first five seconds of the video, yes. because that's what really draws people in. You either watch yes. it or not based on like the first five seconds. So I was taking notes and I found some really good hooks that I thought would grab people's attention. And I just sort of ran with it. Um, and I inserted some video clips that I thought were interesting. Um, and they and were just kind of, <laughs> that's just kind of how it happened. That's how I made the video. I posted the video um, and it actually didn't go viral. As soon as I posted it, it took a little bit. It was a couple hours, maybe. But I posted it earlier that day. And then by the evening, I was getting a lot of notifications. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's basically how um, it happened. I think a, people, a lot of people messaged me on Instagram. It's like, you're so lucky your video went viral. And I was like, yeah, I'm so grateful for it. But also, I really tried to make a viral video.
0: Yes. So I don't think people understand that the language in the first few seconds of a video because short form videos are everything. So I do social media. That's like what I do. mm -hmm. And I love talking to my clients like you need to use you language. And I think you did that in the video. You know, just like something that's like, do you need this or something that brings up the person watching it because I... Like, I don't know how else to describe it besides we're all so self-obsessed that when we hear like someone talk about us or we feel like someone's talking about us, it gets our attention. And that's why that's like what keeps people interested in short form video. So that is an amazing tip. And it's so true.
1: Yes, exactly. As soon as people feel like you are talking directly to them or you're solving a problem that they directly have, they're all in. Yeah. So you have to really think about who's watching your video, who you're trying to sell to, and talk directly to them. Don't talk to anybody else, but just that person. So I want to ask you that then. Who? So le- I want to ask you so many things because I'm just so
0: excited to have you. But let's <laughs> talk about what your business is before I get into the okay. other questions. And this like is how so it exciting. came to be.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So it actually started, it started not really a while back, but my TikTok. Okay. Hold on. Back up rewind i <laughs> had this previous small business before it was selling t-shirts and apparel and things like that and so my tiktok you know how your tiktok is based on what you watch what you like things like that yeah so my whole tiktok feed was other small businesses so in my mind i'm like there are so many people making small businesses right now because that's yes. just what i saw and yes then my husband and i went to go visit friends uh, over the weekend and i was talking to Uh, one of the girls there and she was saying how she's going to quit her teaching job and do her art full time and have her own small business. And what struck me the most during the conversation was she said, I'm the last one of my friends to quit my nine to five and start a business. And I was like,
0: what? Wow.
1: Literally. I was shocked. I was like, that is so shocking to me. So that was in the back of my mind on our drive back home and a couple hours went by and I was telling Tyler, Tyler's my husband, I was telling him I needed to order some poly mailers and some thank you cards for our other business. And he was like, yeah, just go ahead and order them. And I was so frustrated because I was look scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through my email. And I could not for the life of me, remembered the last place I ordered poly mailers. Cause I order them wherever, wherever right. I can get them, I'll just order them. Right. And, I could not remember the name of the place that I ordered them. And I was like, you know what? It would just be so nice if everything was in one place. Like, that would be so nice. Oh my was, gosh. And They're, then it was, like, born. <laughs> it was like, bingo, that's it. We need to do that. And so I, for some reason I had a spiral with me. I don't couldn't tell you why, but Tyler was like, okay, go ahead and write down everything that you would want in a small business. Think back to when we started our first one and write down everything that we were looking for. And so that's what I did. I wrote down. The longest list of everything that I was hoping for in a business when I first when I started my first small business. Um, and by the end of that trip, we pretty much had a whole business plan mapped out. Um, that next week, we withdrew our entire life savings out of our oh account. Oh my gosh, and so scary! We <laughs> went all in. Oh my gosh, it was absolutely terrifying. But we believed in it so much. Yes. and still do that. It wasn't as scary. Our our parents, though, I think they were a little frightened, <laughs> but we were like, "Trust us, it's gonna work." I feel like
0: sometimes, um, I I feel I always want to say, "Oh, I learned this somewhere." No, I was watching a TikTok. Yes, and someone was saying, someone was saying something that I thought was interesting. That is, small business owners, a lot of the times when you start something, people will. Caution you, but do you always notice those people do not have small businesses themselves? Yes, (laughs) they always have very safe jobs, which is fine. Like we need people to have jobs like that, just like we need small business owners. But like, think of how much you would have regretted not doing it. I know you haven't even opened yet.
1: Just Tyler and I have really agreed on that we don't want to live with regret, and we've seen people in the past say like family members or friends say oh my gosh I really wish I would have done that years ago or oh I wish we would have done that when we were in our 20s or something like that and we don't want to have those sayings and so we just decided now or never and we just went for it and I'm honestly so so glad that we did we haven't even launched yet I don't even know if it's going to be a success but I could feel it I really think it's going to be such a great resource for small business owners
0: well, that's why. So that's why I invited you on is I know it. you haven't you're opening soon. But for me, as someone who is in social media, and I'm always like trying to be on top of the trends. I was like, this is I feel like this is filling a hole. And I f- also like, I feel like people are really trying to shop small right now. And they don't want to go spend their money at Amazon. And this is what you are. Yes. So yes. I love that. I feel like we're all so tired of Jeff Bezos making <laughs> a trillion dollars a day and launching himself into space, and we all yes. wanted what was support up with that? Oh my goodness! Uh, honestly, I and mean, why was his rocket ship so phallic? I'm like, for like, you could have designed that so much better.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. But um, this is side note. But do you ever watch Shark Tank?
0: Yes. Okay. I love Shark
1: Tank. <laughs> love. I love Shark Tank. I've seen all of them like a million times. But You know what? My
0: little sister was on Shark Tank. she, no, was she wasn't. A... Yes, she was. She was a model for one of a product. I will literally send you the you YouTube You have to send it clip. to me
1: because I know 100% <laughs> I've seen the episode. I'm so excited. You probably have. <laughs> that is so funny. But every time I watch that show and somebody comes out with an idea that's so simple but fills a need, you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Like, I, you're so right. frustrated. And you're just like, I cannot believe I didn't think about that. And this is the first time ever I think I've thought about something that fills a need. You know, I'm just right. I'm just excited about it. <laughs> uh, same. So
0: you had another business. Are you still continuing with that business?
1: Um, Yes, but we're in the middle of a rebrand. So our, our first business was called Titus T Designs. Titus is our last name. Got it. Um, but we sold t-shirts, That chains. is so cute. Tyler and Tia Titus. Isn't that fun? <laughs> so yes. I'm so no When to be. we got married, people were like, are you sad about losing your maiden name? And I was like, yeah, it's sad, but like, I'm going to have a really cool name now. Yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> so I actually, I didn't change my name when I got married, but my husband's last name is so cool. His last name is Sarche. It's oh. like very like French and cute, but you know, it is what it is. That's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you're you're rebranding that business.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it was a bunch of apparel and keychains and things like that that I designed. Um, but I also did quite a bit of design work on the side. So I did a lot of logo and branding. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And a lot of T-shirt designs for boutique owners. Um, and we also worked with uh, booster clubs for schools. And so I would design the T-shirts for like the football team, the softball team, things like that. Um, but it honestly, it just got to be so much work for me one person yeah um, and although my husband ran it with me he does not have a design eye or yep. nor can he draw or anything so yes. <laughs> it was really all on me and it just got to be um it just got to be a lot especially launching this new business so we temporarily are closing it and we're doing a rebrand. And what we decided to do was take our most successful items and create a clothing line out of them and sell them wholesale to boutique owners. Um, Amazing. You're like a little entrepreneur. Like, this is so (laughs) fun. I just think it's going... I was just... Like I didn't want to get rid of it. I still think it's a success, right. but I wanted to decrease my workload on that business because I just don't have time anymore in my schedule to sit down and draw designs anymore. Yeah. Um, totally so we're just going to take things that we already know work and already know sell well and transition them into more of a wholesale type of thing. Yeah, that's that's an amazing idea. And something else
0: I don't know if you have you ever worked a nine to five because I know in your I I know in your video you said you have a degree that you don't use. Yes. So <laughs> what what was your degree?
1: Okay, this is a wild. This is a wild ride. <laughs> <I'm> okay. <excited. laughs> That's not that crazy, but it's kind of crazy. Okay, so I originally went to college for physical therapy, completely okay. different. Um, But I went to college for physical therapy, I got my degree in kinesiology and human movement. And okay. you, have to, you have to get that. Like, what am I trying to say physical therapy is hold on. You have to go to more schooling to be a physical therapist. That's just like it's kind of like the prereqs for physical therapy. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I had my advisor in college. She tells you, you tell her, I want to be a physical therapist. She tells you all the classes you have to take in order to get into physical therapy school. So I did that, uh graduated college and then I went to go And where did you go to I went to Stephen F. Austin in East Texas. Okay, awesome. So I lived
0: in, I lived in Southeast Texas. I lived in Beaumont and Kingwood. Oh, yeah. I don't, I lived there very briefly. Well, I guess for like a year and a half, but yeah, it's
1: kind of, kind of the same. Kind of, sort (laughs) of. I wouldn't say like close, but it's in Texas, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Texas is so huge. I know.
1: It's it's shocking sometimes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it really, it really is.
1: So you, so, okay. So you're in college. I'm in college. I finished all of my courses, graduated with a degree. And then I ended up being a personal trainer for corporate employees in Dallas, in downtown Dallas. And while I was doing that, I was applying for physical therapy schools because you have to apply to get in and all that jazz. So I was applying to schools and I noticed that my, my prereqs weren't lining up with any of the schools that I was applying to. I was like, missing what? a bunch yeah I was missing a bunch of classes and I was panicked because I didn't have all of the prereqs I needed to apply to PT school um, oh my so gosh it, it turns out my advisor didn't really no. advise me well no and um so I couldn't yes. get into PT oh school. my gosh <laughs> no I was mortified I think I cried for a month but we're we're recovered oh. now <laughs> Oh my God! You just you know you spend four years paying for a degree that you think yes. will get you where you want to be, and then you actually can't. I mean, I guess I could have. I could have gone back to school and finished the prereqs, but I had just gotten out, and I, oh my God, wasn't what I wanted to do. But I found out I had all the prereqs for occupational therapy, which oh, is very other. similar, very similar to PT, but a little different. They occupational therapy focuses on everyday living, so. I was like, I'll just go ahead and do that. Like, it's not really what I want to do, but whatever. I'll just do it. I have all the prereqs for it. Um, ended up uh, ended up being accepted to a doctoral program for occupational therapy. I went for, during my first semester, I started our first business, Titus Designs. And then second semester, Titus Designs got so busy, I ended up dropping out
0: of OT that's, school. That's a dream
1: though. <laughs> it is. It was. It was. It was really exciting, but also terrifying, because you go from knowing exactly what your future looks like, like, I'm going to be an OT, I'm going to work in a hospital or outpatient clinic, you know, you have this set picture of what your life is going to look like. And then, then it's gone, because I dropped out of school. And it's like, hopefully, this works type of situation. So it was really scary. But um, honestly, don't even know how I ended up here. But here we are.
0: (laughs) So I feel like Everything you just said is, like, incredibly relatable. I hope people don't relate to not having the correct credits because, oh, my gosh, that's literally horrific. Oh, I'm And terrible. I would cry, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but I feel like we were raised, I'm assuming you're around the same age I am, but I feel like we were all our generation, millennials. I don't know as much. I can't speak to Gen Z as much, but I feel like we were raised, like, school, you have to get a degree to be successful, to get on this path. And I feel like the older I get, the more cynical I am about that. Like, I just feel like college is a business, like Mm -hmm. as much as, as much as our businesses are, you know, they, they pipeline these people in, they let people get loans. Like you can't even hardly, it's so hard to get a mortgage, but they'll give people hundreds, 18 year olds, hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans. And they'll be like, yeah, like, we'll let you do that. It is just so crazy to me. And I feel like so many people don't even use their degrees now, like you. Like I felt like that was relatable in your and I like that about your video that you're like, I have a degree I don't use. Like
1: Exactly. Like and so I many don't think people. anybody I don't think anybody has ever asked me about my degree or even cared to know right. about what I did. Um, <laughs> right. and I do feel like back maybe a few decades ago, if you got a degree, it meant that you're you were gonna be successful because you were gonna have a higher pay like yes. it, it just worked out that way if you had a degree you were going to have a higher pay. Now so many people have a degree that you don't necessarily have a higher pay because when I graduated college I had a degree and I was making $15 an hour as a corporate trainer in Dallas. So oh it didn't really it didn't really match up. Um, but I don't think I would I don't think I would go back and not go to school. I just think I sure. would go back and maybe get a degree in something that I could use now, maybe like finance or advertising, marketing, something like that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I totally. did learn. I learned so much while I was there. I feel like I grew as a person. Um, a lot of the contacts I have now are from college. Oh, so. good. So was it wasn't completely a waste. <laughs> no, it wasn't completely a waste. I met I met my husband there, so that's a plus. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a complete lost
0: cause. <laughs> yeah. I I also um something else with school is I feel like a reason millennials still go is I feel like baby boomers are hiring us who look for a degree and feel like that's necessary. But I feel like when we are that age, I don't I don't even know if people are gonna look for that unless it's like a doctor, an attorney or, you know, or something yes. like that.
1: I kind of feel that too. I'm not sure if that's gonna be something people look for. It might be like a preferred Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I would prefer if you have this, but not required type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yes. Espe- especially like, you know, it's interesting with marketing and, and that's what I, what I was at school for. Um, I don't feel like I've even learned anything there with marketing, which is <laughs> so interesting. Like, I feel like I have learned more about what I do experiencing it, but like podcasts and paying for courses from yes. other people who I want to have their knowledge. Like, that's where I feel like I've learned this all from.
1: Yes. I tell people I have a makeshift business degree because I did not go to school for business, but I think I've been to every free webinar there is on the internet
0: yes. and
1: read a bunch of books. I've watched so many videos and also the experience helps with it too. But like the internet is just a wealth of knowledge. You can find out, You can you can pretty much learn anything that you want to on the internet if you you know, take the time to search for it and read about it, watch videos, things like that. Um, you can learn so much from other people.
0: So true. Yes. Amen. Amen, Amen. to that. <laughs> so you this is your second your second new business. So your yes. second business. Yes. So what's an advice that you would give to a new business owner? And then also what's with that question, what's something that surprised you as a business owner that maybe you just weren't expecting?
1: Okay. Um. Well, the first, okay, so I have two things that I think are kind of opposite of what people say. Bear with me, though. Okay. So okay. the first one is, I feel like people always say that if you keep at it, like if you keep at it, if you keep at it, keep working towards it, it'll eventually work, which I, I do agree with. I don't disagree with that statement at all. But I do think as a business owner, you have to be aware of what's working and what's not working. And you have to be aware of when you need to pivot and when you need to just change directions yes. on what you're doing. That is like the magic word is pivot. Yes, because I think people get stuck. They're like, I'm working on this so hard. I'm working on it forever. It's going to work. It has to work. And it's like it it might, but you just need to tweak it a little bit and you need to pivot, maybe go in a different direction, maybe try something different. Um, but I think that was something I had to learn along the way. Because at the beginning, I was too stubborn to even change any aspect of my business because I wanted it to work so bad. And just as you go and you grow, you know that not everything is going to work out exactly how you want it to. And you just have to be flexible and able to see the bigger picture and pivot to a different direction. So I think that's that's the first. Absolutely.
0: The first and I thing feel like keep in mind with with business with being a business owner too what why what you said is so important is sometimes I think we'll do something that we find success in doing at one point and we just hold on to it and don't let go when if we pivoted it could just be better but we're like well this worked one time so I know it. I'm just going to keep going with it and it's right. like no you need to
1: pivot it's time to pivot right exactly Um, and I think the second thing is you always hear that you need to reinvest in your business, which I 100% agree with. You have to reinvest in order to grow. But at the beginning of starting my first business, I didn't pay myself anything because in my mind that was like, Oh, everybody says reinvest, reinvest. I need to put all the money I make back into the business. And I didn't pay myself for 11 months after we started our first business. And it was so draining because it, it starts to feel like you're doing it for nothing. You sit at your computer or at your desk or in your office for, I don't know, eight hours a day working on this passion project that you have. And then at the end of the day, you don't pay yourself anything. It just feels like you're running in circles or you're running this business for no reason. So I think my advice to new business owners or small business owners is at least take some sort of percentage for yourself, whether it be something super small, like 5% or 25% something like that every month take your profit and figure out percentage that you're willing to pay yourself and reward yourself for all the hard work that you've been doing um, because that not only will motivate you to you know increase your sales but it will also encourage you to keep going and not you know discourage you because you feel like you're working for free so yeah that would definitely be my second thing second little tip for business owners
0: so I have a question for you about, pro- about a product based business. So I feel like the reason I love being a service based business is I'm not reinvesting my profits into inventory. Right. And so I want to hear your opinion on, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you balance that re- knowing how much to reinvest in inventory and, and employees potentially?
1: Right. Um, so with reinvesting I do think it's important to reinvest like I said that's how businesses grow you can't sell more inventory if you don't have any inventory so you have to reinvest but I think the one thing that I've learned over time is that you have to really set boundaries on how much you want to reinvest and so I always set a percentage just like for the for paying yourself. I always set a percentage for reinvesting. But the percentage is based on what I want to do. So, if that month I really want to focus on growth and I want more opportunity for my business, that percentage will be bigger, more like 35% of my profit will go towards reinvesting. But if that month I want to start, you know, try to pay off some school debt cuz Lord knows we have some school debt over yeah. here. Um <laughs> oh
0: my god. If I want to
1: start paying off some debt, then then that reinvest percentage will be a little lower because majority of my profit will go towards paying off my school loans. So it really fluctuates um, on the month. But for I can give you an example for Titus 2 Designs, my reinvest budget uh, was around 20 percent. So 20 percent of profit I reinvested back into inventory. And then for Small Business Supply Co., we have it set at 35% right now because we're a new business. So we're focusing on growth. So it's just kind of, we just set a percentage and go with whatever we set for that month.
0: Well, I think those are, I think it's, I really appreciate you actually throwing out numbers. Sometimes I feel like, there can be some gatekeeping <laughs> with, <Yes. laughs> amongst amongst business owners, which is really unfortunate. Um, so I really appreciate you throwing out those numbers, and I think that will be helpful to people who are, you know, potentially wanting to start a product based business. Yes, so thank I you also, for
1: that. You're welcome. I also shared um, there's this post on my Instagram where I shared all of our percentages, like how much we pay ourselves, not like um how guys, much but a percentage? Much, <laughs> but percentage yeah we do like this is how much I make this is how taxes, much I make them up. and here's my social and my blood type <laughs> oh my gosh I think I would faint <laughs> if I did that because I would just be so nervous <laughs> but, no we did uh we shared our how much we pay ourselves, the percentage how much we pay on our debt and things like that so I just found it helpful somebody else had listed their percentages during like a webinar that I went to and I was like, oh, that was so helpful because yes. Somebody can say take a percentage. Well, that is a wide range. So how are you supposed to know right know, what you're going to Especially at?
0: when you're a, a new business owner and you're kind of just like get coming into your career,
1: you're like, I just need help. Like <laughs> guide me. Can you give me a range? I just need a range.
0: <laughs> I actually did a podcast episode where I broke down exactly how much money it cost me to start. And I said the numbers too, because I'm like, I feel like people need to know this. And it was, I think it was my most listened to episode because mm-hmm. people just like want to know <laughs> exactly how much they need. Yes. There's just like, I had a hard time finding resources with that information.
1: Maybe I should do that. I feel like people are probably wondering, I've had a few messages about how much we've invested in things like that but it's just scary I don't know I think I'm just worried about what people are gonna say and I did have a few comments on our TikTok video it's like you should have bought a house with that or something you know (laughs) something (laughs) like (laughs) that
0: and I'm like well I probably you know (laughs) you're like then you pay for my house Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you're so obsessed with me having a home so I want to talk about TikTok we were talking about it a little bit before we started this and that I think TikTok is amazing. I preach short-form video. I think it is so incredible, especially after 2020 and the pandemic. I think people just wanted more raw um, – they wanted to consume – like, that sounds like it's sushi, but they wanted to consume more, <laughs> like, raw content, and I feel like short-form video, it can't be really edited, and that's why it's so popular, but you were saying you planned for your video to go viral, so you – What were the videos that you were, were you posting videos before to like build up to that? Or was it just researching the language or can you go through that process for me?
1: Yes, of course. So the first thing was researching language for other viral videos. And it wasn't, I didn't watch the entire video um, because I don't really, I know, I know there's people out there that's like, you need to make 15 second videos or five second videos or whatever. They tell you a time that you need to focus on and- I've always found that if somebody finds your video interesting, they're gonna watch it for however long the video is. So
0: ooh, snaps for that. That Woo! was good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. Um, because my viral video is a minute long, and that is yeah. Not... That was my next question. So it was yeah, a minute. It's it's a minute long, probably like fifty eight seconds. It was just under a minute. And okay. Um, it, I didn't I didn't have any sort of timeline that I was going for, but I did research the language, and then I also. Uh, before that video, I went to my Instagram. I didn't have very many followers at the time on Instagram. We were brand new, like just... you just hit 5K like last night. Yeah, we hit 6K this morning. Shut up! Yeah. Oh my gosh, TikTok yes. is
0: such a great way to grow on Instagram. It's yes. crazy, and that's a, that's the thing about Tia. You don't know this. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> is I have seen so many business owners who do not link their Instagram to their t- in their TikTok bio, uh, and I'm like. Uh, stop like please link everything but you linked it and I was like oh my gosh like she knows what she's doing oh of course like thank know. god
1: I even put it in my link tree in case people missed the link on Instagram <laughs> I mean on TikTok you're like I'm covering my bases yes any way I can to link you to Instagram I will take you to Instagram <laughs> yes and that was another thing my recent my most recent video it was how to do product photography on a budget it was like a 13 dollar um, photography setup and the results were on my Instagram. So people had to go over there yes. to look at it. So it's that's just like driving- an amazing
0: call to action. So yes. you're like, hey, go go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, just driving people over there. Um but think about how much those people are gonna buy from you. Like if they're willing to like go jump from one app to the other
1: app, I don't know, Tia, that's really good. <laughs> like yes. That is – yeah, it is a lot to ask to, like, leave the app and go to a different app. So I'm glad people are, you know, trusting me and going over there and taking a look at it. But Um, I'm just
0: saying, like, I think those people are going to, like, buy, like, if they're willing to do that. And I know to some people that might sound like that's, like, nothing to go to one app to another. But people are weird. (laughs) So (laughs) getting people to, like, act is hard sometimes. So it's great that you – got them to go from one app to another and hopefully
1: they'll buy. Yes. Another thing I did uh, before posting that uh, video that went viral was I went to Instagram and I put a question box up basically asking what people wanted me to answer. It could be anything business related, but in order to create valuable content, you have to know what people are looking for. And so I put the question box up. Um, got some questions and I made videos on the most popular questions that I was getting. So, oh my I-
0: gosh, brilliant. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, I thought this is what people want to see. So I'm just going to answer their questions the best I can. And if I don't know the answer, I will research until I know the answer. So yeah. that's what I did. And the f- a couple of videos leading up to our viral video, that's what I did. I just posted valuable content that people would want to watch and would find value in because like you said there's so many people out there that are they act as gatekeepers they don't want to reveal how they're doing what they're doing and I don't want to be like that I want to like you said at the very beginning of this is community over competition I'm such a believer in that I feel like together we can grow faster than we can alone so I just like creating videos that people would actually want to watch which would make them want to follow along because they're like oh this girl she has really valuable content I'm gonna follow her platform and then I don't know I just started I created that uh viral video that basically told the backstory about how we did what we did and I used the hooks that I found on the other previous viral videos that I watched and that's just kind of how it happened the,
0: that's amazing. Um. I love that you created content around your FAQs. That's a huge tip I give people. Like, I think sometimes people, especially business owners, are like, they just don't feel like people are actually interested in what they do, or like they feel like they have as much knowledge as they do, but they don't. So it's so great that you realized that and created content around that.
1: Yeah. And even if you create content that somebody already knows the answer to, or they already, know that tip or trick there's more often than not there's going to be somebody who doesn't know that trick so you might have one person watching your video and they're like oh I already know that and they might scroll but you are going to get people who have never heard that trick before because there was a point in time where you heard that trick for the first time so yes
0: absolutely and I you know what else I feel like gatekeeping is scarcity mindset I feel like if we I feel like when we share information, we're acknowledging that there's money for all of us. Like there's someone that you're going to connect with better than I'm going to connect with and they're going to buy from one of us based off of that. And there's money for everyone. So I think it's so great to share those resources. I completely agree. We have to have community, like especially after this last year, I feel like we have to treat each other so much better.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you learn so much from people in your realm. Like, you know, another company that also sells poly mailers or something, I learned, I can learn so much from them and they can learn so much from me and our styles are vastly different. So the products they create are gonna appeal to different customers than what I create. And we understand that, but we're able to collaborate and talk about our businesses because it's hard to do this by yourself. And yes. it's just nice to have that person who understands exactly what you're trying to create.
0: Yep, absolutely. And I feel like it sounds like you've had this experience too, but I feel like I've had these experiences where people who do similar things to what I do, when I collaborate and network with them, like it just is, it makes both of our businesses so much better, like so much
1: better. Exactly. And you can talk to your friends and I can talk to Tyler and I can talk to whoever I want as much as I can about this business but it won't relate to them as much or not even that it, they won't have the advice they won't have as much valuable advice as somebody who is in my position exactly
0: 100%. so it's just
1: nice to bounce ideas off of somebody
0: who's done it you know absolutely well I'm so excited for you to launch it sounds like you're waiting on one more shipment uh, but I yes. will tell my followers whenever you <laughs> launch I will let everyone know <laughs>
1: We are I, hoping, I just believe
0: in this I'm so excited
1: yes, uh, I believe in it too we are hoping for the end of August um yes I'm am very confident we're gonna launch the end of August I'm gonna say that we're just putting it into the universe yes Katia it's gonna happen the end
0: of August and that's it so for anyone listening if you are if you're in need of Polly Miller's well what else are you selling because aren't you selling do you sell, are you selling stickers too
1: Yes, so um, one of the things that I had written down on my little notepad on our road trip was that I wanted uh, packaging supplies that matched because I would buy my I would buy all my supplies from different places and then they never matched. It wasn't cohesive. So we have created collections. Um, this first launch has six collections of things that match. So there's going to be matching poly mailers, thank you cards, thank you stickers, shop small stickers, envelopes, business cards, and washi tape
0: um, there you go so
1: everything matches which is super exciting. I love that
0: yeah that is so nice because then it just looks cohesive and they're like oh I'm getting a package from so-and-so yes. I'm so excited like I know that when this package arrives it always looks good because that's part of the experience too
1: yeah and you and you realize that Yes, and we've had a lot of questions about whether we're going to have other packaging supplies, and we are eventually. Eventually, we do want to be a one-stop shop for small businesses. Um, we just bought as many products as we could with how much we had in our savings, and so when we start getting cash flow, we start selling stuff. We're going to be able to expand our product line, so we're really excited about that. We already have manufacturers in line to expand the product line. We're just impatiently waiting for launch. So yes, so we're exciting. Really excited. And then I want to know, where can people find you? So our uh, social media, every single one is Small Business Supply Co. Um, but this, the supply is S-P-L-Y. It's like a shortened version of the word supply. Um, Got it. So Small Business Supply Co. on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. But honestly, I don't really use Facebook that much. Yeah. <laughs> and um, our email is Small Supply Co. at Yahoo.com.
0: And then will people just be able, there'll be like a link in your bio for people to buy. Can people
1: pre-order yet? We don't have a pre-order available. Okay, um, totally but fine. the link is in our bio uh, and it will lead you to our website. Awesome.
0: And then make sure you go follow Tia on all of those. If you are a service-based provider, Let's support Tia because I just think that, yeah, I think this is so amazing. I'm so excited for you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. This is so fun. I, I don't even know why I was nervous.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Tia. You guys can all go follow me at The Space Social, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.